Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we are going to try not to go too long, but (laughs) we're going to talk about a game that to me is a bit near and dear to my heart, but is incredibly near and dear to the heart of my dear friend, Darren, (laughs) who has played, I think, every conceivable version of it. Every conceivable version of it. Yeah, I've bought this game, I don't know how many times, man, maybe three or four different versions of the same game. Yeah, so there was like the original, then there was like a 25-year anniversary version. We're we're talking about Myst. I don't think I've said the name yet. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) All right. We're talking about Myst, and I have played the original version... And then what's called the Masterpiece Edition, which pretty much I think is just the classic one made so that it runs on Steam, for my example. like Yeah, because I think you needed QuickTime originally to run the original one. Which now you don't. As far as you, you've played... Okay, how many versions of Myst have they made? It's four now, right? Because I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's four. Certainly, if we include the QuickTime version, mm-hmm. the Masterpiece Edition, if mm. we count those as two... Then, then there's, then there's real, real mist, and then the one you bought recently, mist, just mist, 2021. They're running out of names. They're just like, I oh, will just call it the original name again because <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. We'll start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't get into too much. I hope the other games like Riven. No, no, definitely not. Because we will likely want to talk about those in the future. Yeah, spoilers, but. As far as when we really get into Myst, I mean, it's nothing but a puzzle game with a, I'm going to say, people are probably going to hate this, a tiny bit of story. Yeah, no, no, they they, they totally agree with that as well, the, the brothers okay. that wrote it, yeah. Because I know that there's lore and people really dive into it. Well, there's entire books been written about it as well. There's three books that go along with it. And that's the thing. I didn't read those. Don't really plan on reading those, but I know that... I would say you could read one of them and then mm-hmm. that would give you a better idea of the gap between Mist and Riven. And then, but the other ones are all, I think the other two are more or less prequels. So not really that important. But I think you're already starting to see, dear listeners, <laughs> that he has read additional books. <laughs> He's played every version of Mist. And I think, have you played the whole collection? Yeah, Uru, all of those. That's the only one I didn't really get into was Ages of Uru because it was an online thing and it was third person. It was just a whole new level of weird. Some people swear by Ages of Uru and they say it's great because it does actually link really much closer in with the book because it's, I think Ages of Uru is following Atrus when he's a kid. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Again, more story, little pieces of story for people who want to build up the lore for the whole thing the whole thing mist is i mean when is it from originally it's 94 originally 93 or 94 yeah something like that yeah as far as steam they say 99 but that can't be true because i was playing it in 94 so i know that it it had to have been around then developed and published of course by cyan worlds inc very positive ratings recently and overall Overall, now I'm looking at the Masterpiece Edition, the one that I played. I didn't look at all the others, but I'm assuming much the same. Yeah, I think so. I think the only one that got a bit of a bad rap was the the new one, actually, the 2021 one. We can talk a little bit about that at the end. The Masterpiece Edition, which is as close as you're going to get to the original version, is 650 at base. I got it for much cheaper. 
even as we're recording this, I mean, it will have happened months ago. Sorry, listeners, but there was a was a humble bundle which gets most of them together for like ten bucks. Mm. But if you're listening, you'll be in luck because I bought it and I'm giving it away. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice bonus. Getting the masterpiece edition, I wanted to get it because I wanted to relive what I played before and see how it held up compared to what I'd played before. It's also a bit of a, I mean, there's a bit of a story with me and Mist and the fact that when I first played it, it was only available on computer and I didn't have one. Me too. Yep. So this was a game that I could only play at my friend's house when we could. And that was a very kind of, it would be long periods of time between when we get to play and when we could really sit down and play for like two hours. There's one point where I think my friends and I borrowed the discs from her to go play at a different friend's place for a while. Yeah. <laughs> because we were just obsessed with the idea of it and trying to beat it, trying to solve it. Yeah, I ended up buying the disc for my friend because he didn't even like it. So I was like, but you've, you're the only one that's got a PC. So I'm sorry, but I'm playing it. <laughs> I remember one of my friends, now she said this later as well, for what was the Final Fantasy movie? Was it Spirits Within? Yes. She saw that movie poster and went, that just looks too real. It shouldn't look so real. And she's a tech person, so I don't... I never understood this about her. Uh -huh. She's also an artist. So it seems like these two things, she should just go, yeah, that's great. But mm. it seemed to be going too fast, right? I think. And yeah, I mean, we've had some issues with that <laughs> technology yeah. moving a bit faster than it should. But she had said that about Mist as well. Like my friends, they were like, oh... That door shutting is so creepy. It just sounds too real. Like, well, it's probably a real audio file that just put on here. Yeah. And saying, no, it just looks too good. And I was thinking, yeah, it looks amazing compared to, I mean, at home, I think my friend had a Super Nintendo, but I was still playing on the old Nintendo, you know, so I... I was playing Commodore 64 yeah. and ZX Spectrum back in those days. And even to this day, it's very grainy, but the Masterpiece Edition still looks very good. Yeah, visually. And the graphics look great. And the FMV, it's a bit grainy. It's bulky, but yeah. That's but... kind of to its benefit. Except when it's trying to look like it's meshing into the world. That it doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> but it adds this kind of 90s nostalgia, but also amusement park style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, as though it's like one of those rides. You're on it, you see something, and they've projected the full motion video onto the background so that yeah. part is moving it has that feel to me it's a it's a fun park ride and i still really enjoy it i think it works very well there are some puzzles that i still have some problems with but overall this game is a pretty great puzzle game overall it's a great immersive environment to be thrown into and I didn't have any tech problems with the Masterpiece Edition. I've seen a few, I saw a few reviews saying they did have problems. I didn't. So maybe mm, I just I got lucky. I didn't either. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you have not played Myst, I would recommend it. But I will leave it to Darren to say which version he thinks is probably <laughs> the one to recommend. I'm not sure I'd recommend the Masterpiece Edition, except for the fact that it's the original. It runs in a way... That I'm going to talk probably in the spoiler section a bit about their 
Ars Technica war story and how they had to work with the CD-ROM. Right. And what they were doing with it was very different than what I think a lot of other games were doing with it. I think that it's worth seeing for that if you want to see that, but it is not the best gameplay experience. And my guess would be Real Mist would be a bit better. Real Mist is good. I, I liked Real Mist. Um, and I probably wouldn't have bought the 2021 version, but someone gifted it to me. So that was really a really nice gift. Um, and so that's, that's why I played it. And yeah, I would say the Real Mist is beautiful. And it does run pretty well, but they did a really weird thing where they removed all of the FMV. Most likely because, well, 100% because they wouldn't have had a 3D modeling of the people. They would all, it would have all just been shot on camera 2D. And so for the VR version, it wouldn't work. It would be like looking sideways at a piece of paper if you, if you went, if you were to walk around them. So they removed the the whole 3D uh, FMV stuff. Personally, I disagree with that. I think that it would work well. They could make it work into the story. They could make it work into the aesthetic. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do it. And, you know, God bless the mod community because they just came in. And they're like, because the, even the books, which are, are 2D, and they had done these weird comic book animated faces. And when I saw it, I just balked at it man i was like what is this nonsense and so the mod community was like nope not having that and they just got the because you can pick up the files directly out of the old game and they they fit seamlessly in it's like you can just cut and paste the files that was the fix on steam was just go to your old game go to this file go to this folder cut and paste all the dot mov files and paste them in and it works <laughs> and it's totally fine and then but then it was like, it was really cool how the whole Mist community kind of bound together because they had done this and then, oh, thanks. And then someone else was like, oh, I've improved on it. I've synced up the, there was a problem with the, the voice acting, syncing up with the pictures. I've done this. And then some other guy comes in, he's like, maybe a day later, he's like, oh, I've got them in high res now. I've, I've, I've bumped them up and reduced the, the, I've upped the resolution, but we haven't lost any of the thing, any of the, the sharpness of the image. Here's the new file. And then it just, ta-da, at the end, it's like, Here's the finished product. The only thing that's missing is, well, the spoiler at the end. So, um, but all the book stuff's fixed and that's great. So your recommendation is real mist. Real mist. Best. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with that at some point. I may play it as well, but I was quite happy to dive into the masterpiece edition again, but it is. So you went through clicking frame by frame then. Yeah. You did the old hypercard thing. And that's exactly what it was. They did card by card. You look at this screen, you click the next one. It's a bit like um, another age or flashback. Mm -hmm. But instead of going screen to screen, you can actually see sort of the next screen behind it. It's a bit like how they would do 3D for the old Viewmaster. Right, yeah. Sort of put images in front of other images yeah. and you can see through them and it adds all these layers. Really interesting the way they've done it. Yeah. I appreciated it, but boy, the gameplay at times and finding some things because of that system. It would be, be tough. really tricky. It, 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 no, it would be. I was there as well. Yeah, it was tough. The good thing about the real mist is when you do that, you can, you can walk around in free roam. So it's more of a first person game, which is nice. You know the hardcore enthusiasts maybe don't like that. It's not that's not how it was originally. But I think it's a, I think it's a nice improvement because the world is beautiful. I want to look 
at it from multiple angles, not just the ones that the hypercard tells me that I can look from. And with that, I think it's time that we actually start getting into the spoilers, talking about the puzzles, talking about the gameplay. We recommend it yep. pretty highly. I think very positive fits. It still holds up as being something that's very interesting, especially when you realize, wow, it's from nearly was that 30 years ago. 30 years old, yeah. Well, well, it'll be a 30th anniversary one coming out probably, I'm and sure. I'll buy that as well. <laughs> with that let's get into the spoiler section we're going to open with a cutscene of a man falling with a book and worried about who might get the book we open the missed book click on the picture, and we're now in the game in the book. The game does this a lot, where you see the picture, you click on the picture, you go inside the picture. Yes, which is which is a really cool thing to do. A bit like Gumby. Gumby? Did you not have the no, stop motion never, Gumby? Nah. He would go inside books ah, okay. and hang out with people inside <laughs> <Okay>. the books. <laughs> so Mist is the... Inspired by Gumby. <laughs> I suppose. Gumby was definitely first. Yeah. But yeah, that guy, that's that that's um Atris. Okay. And so that is um him because that's quite confusing. Because you don't actually when they made the game, they, they there's like you said in the non-spoiler section, spoiler-free section, I guess, um, you said there's not a lot of story. And there isn't, because even this part had me confused because I'm like, Am I that guy? But you're not that guy. That's not you. That's Atrus. You're not. Oh yeah, I assume yeah. that I was. Yeah, you're not Atrus in the game. But obviously. I assume that. I assume that now, thirty years later, having played it originally, right? I didn't know that at the when time. I played the first time. In fact, I'm not sure when I first started playing if I ever got to see the beginning. Okay. I think that I started in Media Res. She'd already been playing a while. And said, I need help. I'm stuck. Help yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And you've just got to see it because it's so visually amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were kind of in. But stumbling. <laughs> stumbling so much. Yeah. I kid you not to say that I think it took an entire school year before we finally finished it. It probably took me, I don't know, maybe three or four or five years to finish it. Because just going off of it, getting stuck. Oh, that underground railway puzzle you know we're, we're gonna get to that we will. that was a problem even now for yeah. me but i mean yeah a lot of those puzzles just stopped me dead in my tracks and then i and then because it's not my computer went away and then yeah it took me it took me years to finish the game absolutely years but i kept on coming back that's the important thing and you have to remember to our younger listeners that we didn't have the internet in yeah, those days. Yeah, it's not like just look up a walkthrough on YouTube. We didn't even have a lot of those guidebooks. Those magazines, yeah. Well, but even later with Resident Evil, when those came out, they there had were guidebooks. With guidebooks them. you could buy or check out of the library. Yeah, because I remember there was one for Final Fantasy that I had, yeah. Missed? We didn't have anything. We were really struggling. We were starting to go through all the materials that came in the box. And right. Are there any clues here? What's going on? Because we played other games that might have clues 
in the box somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a guidebook and there's in, a couple you, things. Yeah, there's in something it. in the guidebook usually. Yeah, because it has entire storylines and plots and those. There was like more like books than guide guide guidebooks. The first Final Fantasy that came out on Nintendo, the <laughs> manual that came with it, basically was a walkthrough for the first twenty five percent of the game. Oh, really? <laughs> I think they assumed no one would be able to figure it out. Right. And I started reading that and playing it and went, wait a second, I want to play this game. Why am I basically just reading how to play this game? Mm. It's it's a product of its time. Yeah, yeah. And I suggest, I really highly, highly recommend the Ars Technica video that goes along with it. There's a 30-minute version and then there's like the uncut two-hour version. I haven't seen that one. I would like to. The 30-minute one gave me a lot, though. Mm-hmm. The way they talked about using the... Was it hypercard system? Yeah. It was very interesting. I had no idea how that worked or why they worked. And the way they were saying, we used it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you click on that thing and that take you to a new picture? Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And that's one of the things that's actually tempted me more about the bundle than anything is it has one of the old games before Mist. It's Manhole. got Manhole and it's got the Cosmic Osmo as well, which I'd like to see. I've never, I haven't, I haven't even seen that one yet. They're probably not great. No. (laughs) (laughs) I burned through them really quickly. But it'll be very interesting to see where they came from Mm -hmm. to get to Mist. Because how I've always described, like, um, Cyan is a little bit like Valve in the way that Valve only ever releases a a game when it's paired with some kind of new technology. They don't just churn out games and games and games. They come up with something and then they make a game for it. Like... Half-Life 2 was pretty much made and it launched on Steam. It was there, there it was to get people onto Steam. Then there were then and then the Portal 2 came as a byproduct of Half-Life. Uh well, Portal 2. Portal 1 came as a byproduct of Half-Life. Um and then we got the Steam, the the Valve Index came out and Alex came out and Alex was like, you know, top of the like the pinnacle of VR kind of gameplay. And Cyan did the same thing. They did that thing with them that they they almost broke this the CD-ROM basically to get it working, and then like you said, it was like this weird like two D animation splattered onto uh, like to, to try and make it three D, and they improved on that in Riven, and they use it a lot more, trying to push the technology side of it and the coding side of it, and yeah, I I, I love um, Cyan uh, and. There are other games as well, like Abduction is is good for scratching that mist itch if you have it. Anyway, I'm rambling now. Let's get back to point. <laughs> All right. So when we fall into the world, now as I said, I assumed that that's who I was looking at. Yeah. And then you are there. And it was so amazing to just fall back into this world and see all of these things I had stared at for so long <laughs> before. You start off on the dock. There's Mm -hmm. the boat that sunk. Mm -hmm. If you look around a little bit, you can find a door to get down to this pool thing, which honestly, I didn't figure out. I ended up after I beat the game and went, uh, what was that thing supposed to be? Found that in a walkthrough so I could see, oh yeah, this was the message I was supposed to figure out at the beginning of the game. Right, yeah. (laughs) There's a switch as you're walking through, up some stairs, there's giant gears you have an observatory with like a dentist's chair yeah (laughs) there's the library 
There's the garden area with the pillars with different symbols on them. There's the rocket ship up the back. You have... The log cabin. There's a random telephone pole that has a switch on it. Does that actually do anything? I probably did it by accident then. It, I went up there and messed around with it and went, well, I don't know what I'm if doing. If you yet. make a mistake in the generator room, yeah. you throw that to release. It's like a breaker switch, so you can do that puzzle again. Otherwise, once you once you hit it up to like 99, mm-hmm. you can't, everything you press, nothing happens. You have to go up there, throw the breaker, and then you can go back down and try and solve the puzzle again. It's basically to stop you spamming to get the, the, the answer to the puzzle. Which I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the generator room, you've got the clock tower, and like you said, the log cabin. Yeah. And that's essentially what you see to start off with, which in and of itself, in the war story he was saying, a lot of people probably didn't even make it off that part. No. They probably didn't figure that out, but they were still recommending it just because of how the mystery of the game is and the way it looks and the way it sounds was enough to really excite people. Yeah. The library, of course, to me, is the most interesting part. That's where you walk in, you get to start reading through all the books, you get a vague idea of there... There's a lot of reading. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's different ages, and people are traveling between them. There, I think even in this one, talking about... I wanted give my sons a bit more freedom and then the red and blue books are already there right Mm -hmm. with one page ready for you to put in and see the message sort of Mm -hmm. very staticky only bits break through i absolutely loved playing with my friends because they were always switching sides (laughs) all right yeah Oh, I, I never, ever, ever took a side. I was like, you guys are both nuts. <laughs> That's what we really started to build towards. But in the beginning, oh, we don't like that guy in the blue book. He seems too crazy. Yeah. And then we'd get another red page. And, oh, I don't know. There's something very He's untrustworthy too about him. that yeah. guy. <laughs> and that is, uh, I think, who is it? So Akinar is... That's the blue book. Yeah, Akinar is the blue book and Cyrus is the red book. Akinar is played by Rand Miller and... Cyrus is played by his brother Robin, which, I don't know, you choose who's the better actor. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy them both for having a very different take on what they were doing. Yeah. I I very quickly didn't like either one of them, though, as Mm. far as I don't trust either one. But we still want to play it through and, and see where it goes. This time, again, reading through the books... Always a bit disappointed by how many burnt ones there are. Okay, and you've got to click through all of them to make sure that they're not all yes. burnt. Because some of them look like they're burnt, but then you open it up, oh, there's actually something inside. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of game where, especially once you get stuck, you're trying everything. everything. So, I, this time... Because you said you went straight for the fireplace in your I, first game. No, that's not true. Oh, okay. okay, so let me... Let me just get that story out of the way. Okay, go for it. So my friends and I, there were about four of us that at different times had played the game with the person who owned it. Mm -hmm. And we could only do that occasionally. So when we did finally, there was just a point where this is, uh, we were our final year of high school and my, we were in a weird situation where we were taking these standardized tests to graduate but 
for my year. They did not count yet. They were trying them out. We were like the beta test for that year. Okay. To encourage us to do well on the test, even though we knew they didn't count, they said for every subject that we passed, we wouldn't have to take a final exam for that course. We would just take the average of what we already had, and that would be our final exam score. And my physics class, well, we all passed. So we didn't have to take the exam. So the week and a half or so that the teacher had planned for reviewing and building up to the final exam, we didn't need. <laughs> and he was also young and he was very fun and he had tried to get us into using email for the first time and all sorts of things that we would need in the future. And he could see that we would need it in the future. But this has been 90s. We didn't have that stuff. We'd just gotten it that year. So we were already kind of once a week doing internet stuff. Not not full internet, because of course we wouldn't have full internet. No. <laughs> we had some sort of text-only internet, so we could do message boards, we could do chatting, all within just the system for our county, basically. Yeah. So he was promoting us to do tech stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. And when he's like, well, I don't really know what to do. What do you guys want to do? I think he was kind of saying, like, do you want us to watch some movies? What do you, you know, you've got to be here, but we don't need to review. And my friend said, well, we've got this game. <laughs> and so we started it over and we were playing it. And so I think it took us probably two days to show everything that we had found. Did he get into it too? The teacher? Yeah, yeah. He, that was <laughs> part of what we loved about him is he could really get into stuff. Like we did this one, you know, like the egg drop, you create yeah. a package. And <laughs> mine really stumped him. He's like, I, I really want this one to not work because it was huge and ridiculous. Right. But even him like throwing it to the ground, it yeah. still survived. <laughs> <laughs> but he was getting into it and he was like, oh, I can't believe we're not getting it. Because then, after we showed them everything, we'd kind of done most of it. And we were still kind of just stumped as to what mm. to do. And I don't know what we were missing. But this, and this is a huge spoiler. So if you crept through and you don't want to know how to beat the game. Mm. Call your ears. Yeah. We were so frustrated. And then I think a couple of the guys in class just said, well, look, you can think about other stuff. But... We found this book with all the codes. We know that we can do this in the fireplace. There are a lot of them, but what else are we doing? <laughs> so they just started them all. So they just started drawing them out and going through all of them. Oh my god, there's like a hundred and fifty in there or something. Like that. Well, it's more than that because I forget what the number is to get it. It's like a hundred and fifty to actually. That's the right answer. There are like three hundred of them. Oh god. <laughs> but we eventually got to that, and then. That's the end of the game. Right. I don't actually think you need all of the pages. I think if you have the last page, that's enough to actually make the the final books work. That's what we did. That's how we got to the end of the game. And that's where I was utterly crushed because we could have done that a million years ago. Yeah. You know, like we could have done that nine months ago. But that wouldn't have been a fun game. No. You know, we had explored the game and we'd gotten the most out of it. I was elated to have it done though yeah i'll bet yeah because i thought i was never going to see the end of this game 
I was not likely going to pick it up again. I was not likely going to have a computer to play it on because although I was off to university, you don't get to just sit there and play games at the university labs. It's meant for writing papers. And, and the student certainly doesn't get to buy a $3,000 PC because they were really expensive. Probably the same price as they are nowadays. But, you know, back then when 3000 bucks was like, a, I don't know, a bar of gold, you know. <laughs> well, back when you were using floppy disk to check your email. And yeah, stuff, exactly. You know? But no, that's the thing. The, the, the um, I like, like your, what would you say? Um, like your, your gas mileage that you get out of this game is quite incredible considering it's five ages and we, we've talked about this briefly before we started this, how quick you can actually run through the whole thing. You know, it's, it's not, it's not a huge game. No. And this time I felt like I did because anytime I got truly stuck, either there was you to give me a hint or a walkthrough to go, okay, I remember this, particularly the subway thing. Like, I remember this from last time. I'm not wasting years of my life on this. I need to know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, did you bring your map? I did. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the library is amazing, though, because in the library, you have the map where you can start to see what switches are on or off. Yeah. Which is something that playing at this time really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Because you were saying, oh, you need to turn them all on. And I'm like, well, is it on, up or down? You're like, oh, actually, I don't know. And that is a real problem because the game doesn't really indicate is it on or is it off. In some puzzles, they're very good about indicating, yes, this is on. You've turned a light on. Mm -hmm. But the switches, they didn't? No, they just, just, it's the same sound like for either on or off. There's no humming or no electricity spark, nothing. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, that's the whole, that, that is Mist and Riven and Exile and Revelation and... God, I can't even remember the, the last one. But it's like, what is this machine? What does it do? What am I doing? Like, just pure bafflement about what anyth- how anything works. And then slowly you're like, ah, this button does this. And building up this, like, even how this alien machine even works in the first place. And that's the thing. I think a lot of these puzzles are great. I think that just a bit of tweaking mm-hmm. and that would fix so much. Knowing that the switch is on, a little light that comes on would have made our lives so much easier. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I could say that the amount of pixel hunting in the game, because again, I didn't play it with the hypercard one. I don't really remember it. But I remember in the mechanical ages, that secret room, I remember missing that block that you have to click on to open the secret passage to get in the back. I remember being stuck there for months, like just not knowing what to click on, thinking I've, I've, I've missed a clue or something like that. So you literally have to click, 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 just go through lines of, of every single room. And that can be quite tedious. It's especially tedious because clicking through the rooms can sometimes click you to the next Next card. place, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to know where your boundaries are for the zip to get out of that room, yeah. But let's go ahead and talk then about the tower. Okay. Because that is probably the first thing this playthrough that I really figured out is... Well, you had to help me because you said, I think, all the switches need to be on. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. I'd sort of turned on some. I could see it on the map, but I didn't know what was on what was off. So I had to figure that out. But once I had that, I had already figured out, oh, if I push this... If I push this picture, 
the bookcase drops down, becomes stairs, and then you go up into this tower. Yeah. And that is great. Did not realize for a while that I could walk around the elevator once I was up there. Mm. So I'd go up there, look outside, go, great, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what I'm looking at. But the map does give you an indicator. The line turns red, I believe, when you're at a place of importance. Thank goodness at least I did that because that would have been a nightmare to figure out. Yeah. There'd be 360 degrees of turning and just hoping oh, you got it hoping. in just the right spot. The problem with the old version is, and they fixed it in the 2021 version, is when you click it, it just automatically goes to the next one. Whereas in the old version, you have to click it, then you have to hold it down and then let it go and then like tap tap it onto the thing. Because if you go past it, you're going to go all the way right. back around again. Once I had found that I could walk around and there's a really cool symbol, I think, of like a key or something. Yeah, there's like a key, there's a book, there's other thing, yeah. So the book is for the library and the other one is for, this is a hint. Mm. So I wrote all of that stuff down. Yep. And then, yeah, I walked out and then I didn't know where to begin. Like, this is the worst part of the game, I think. You could sort of figure out the library is important, and this is your starting point. But then you have all these different areas, which you could do in pretty much any order, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the first free roam games, I suppose, because you, you, you can do any age. Uh, but the only caveat is you can go to any age, but then you have to solve it to get back. Like, yes. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, I don't actually like this age. So you, you'd, back in the day, we had to have a separate save file to go back if we didn't like it and got stuck. You know, you, Which I think my friend learned to do very early yeah, on. Yeah. So we had multiple saves ready to go. Yeah, going to that stupid train ride. You know, it's like, no, no, I'm out. But we didn't have the names of the different eras. And even this time, I picked up on a couple, but... I'll tell you them now if you want. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. So Mist, Mist Island is your hub. Yeah. Then you've got Channel Wood. Channel Wood is the one with the trees where you have to channel the water. And then you've got um, Stone Ship, which is the shipwreck uh, island one. Then you've got <laughs> one that's just named Mechanical Age. <laughs> that's the one with the gears. And then you've got the Selenitic Age, which is the bloody underground train ride. <laughs> All right. Where do you want to start? Um, I actually... Um, don't mind. Uh, I think the first one that I found, the first one, because the log cabin intrigued me the most out of everything. Out of everything that looks really pretty, the log cabin was the one that actually got my imagination going because you hear that sound and you're like, what is that sound? Okay, the sound you talk about is the ch-chunk. Yes. Ch-chunk. Okay. First, you get into the log cabin and there is a picture of a tree trunk off the left. Yes. I swear originally when I got it to work that we could see it moving, but in this one I didn't see anything moving. Mandela effect. Could be. It very well could be. <laughs> there is a safe. You have to get the combo from the tower. Hint. Yeah. And I think that's the easiest hint to go off as well. You know, it's right. just like, it's a safe combination. So, so this is one go. of the first things I did, but then the cabin is one of the last things I got to because I couldn't oh, really? figure yeah. out the furnace part (laughs) actually what what does this match do i got that and i love how you have to actually strike the match (laughs) that's great (laughs) which i did by accident i got that lit it i actually figured out how to turn on the furnace and everything right 
but I didn't see it doing anything. And it's really awkward of clicking the green side versus the red side. The green side, just click it until it goes all the way mm -hmm. and then wait. Yeah. Which is what I did not do this time. I got it all the way to the right and then nothing seemed to happen for a mm -hmm. minute. And I thought, well, this is probably one of those I have to know exactly what pressure to have it in right. and exactly how many. To, I'm not messing with it, so I left. Mm -hmm. But no, it's not that. Turn all the way up, turn all the way down, and listen for the pressure to release the tree. And you, well, that's the other problem is this is one of those things I didn't find. Right. So I could see the cabin, but I'd forgotten all about the, the fact that I can go behind the yeah. cabin and there's the tree. Right. Once you see that and you look up after you've built up all the pressure and you see the doorway just yeah, coming right down, at the top. then it's pretty obvious what you need to do. Yeah. It's a bit tedious to wait. It is. But do it. Do not make the mistake that I did and try to only fill the tree up halfway. No, you won't have time. <laughs> you, yeah. You'll just get there in time to watch the doorway sink below you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have to start it all over again. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that one takes you the channel wood, I think. And so that was my first age that I remember. And channel wood is beautiful in, again, in 3D mode. This is much, much better, I think, because channel wood in hypercard mode is very disorienting because it all looks the same. Yes. But you also have the problem of you go just a little bit closer and then I want to go to the right mm -hmm. but sometimes i have to go forward one more before i yes. can turn to the right yeah. and i want to look at the valve on the ground but i actually have to walk beyond it and turn around to see it sometimes. yeah there's some really odd odd ways to, that they've done it but yeah in in in, in kind of 3d free roaming channel was ahead of its time back then it was too difficult it's it was made for first person 3d free roam you get to the windmill, which I think... Is, I a, is a red herring. There's nothing to do, right? Nope, nothing at all. They just put it in there just to mess with you. I started playing around with everything. <laughs> and then I thought, well, it seems to be working. Because you so. can stop it. And then you can let it go and it starts again. It's like, what does that do? I thought maybe, again, I just hit the right set of nah, nah, controls on accident. Nothing. You can okay. go out, And you can go out the back as well. And they're like, what's at the back? Nothing. <laughs> I really wondered about that. Yeah, that whole thing. There is the platform you have to raise. So you have to get the water to go the right way. There is a, a crank or something right. that you have to raise a walking mm -hmm. so you can get to the other elevator. The water... You can just swim across, of course. No. <laughs> or, nor walk across. It doesn't look that deep. Yeah. The sound of the running water helps to indicate yes. The water is going through this pipe at this point. Yeah. That actually works very well. And they've they've changed that for the new one as well to be more, what's the word, like inclusive for people who have like hearing problems and things like that. So I noticed when I was playing it on the new version that they've they've actually put in symbols that show you that the water is running. Because that, that is a listening puzzle. You could tell which direction. I mean, you can control the flow. But yeah, but there's also these dotted lines in the Masterpiece Edition that Oh, do they, do they light up as well? I don't know if they light up 
I think they light up, but I'm not sure if it matters if the water's running through it or not. Okay. So you would still, it would still be harder. Right, because they've, 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 fixed, they've fixed that one and they've also changed the piano organ one in the, in the spaceship uh-huh, okay. as well, because that's completely done by sound as well. They've, they've given well, you the, the things. <laughs> There's a way to do it without it, but we'll, okay. we'll talk about that. <laughs> as far as this one though, the two hardest problems were one, the elevator? Didn't ever think to shut the elevator door. No so one, no I one does. <laughs> no one does. And even me on my second, third, fourth, fifth playthrough, I'm like, get in the elevator, press the button. Why are we not moving? I've done something wrong. I'll go back and check that all the water's coming in this direction. This is where I think after an hour or two of thinking I had it all right, sending yeah. Darren a message and saying, I don't get this. Yeah. What am I missing? Yeah, Just have, help me out have here. You tried closing the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you gave me some sort of hint, like, what would we normally not do? Yes. On the elevator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never think to close the door. Yeah. Close it and then get up to the next level. And then the hardest part then is not getting lost because I got it's so amazing. lost, so confused. And I knew that I must be looking for a lever of some sort. Couldn't find it because I was probably just walking in the same circle forwards, backwards, sideways. That was incredibly confusing. Even, like, I looked up a walkthrough, saw the picture of what I needed, and still was just <laughs> lost walking around. I needed a strict, here's your map, here's the direction you need to go, and I ended up just stumbling through and finding it. Mm. And then, once I got back, yeah, you get to the top. Really cool platform with a talking head mm-hmm. on the one side, which snaps shut if you press it yeah it's a torture <laughs> device or something like that. and this is i'm assuming arceus's side yeah this the, yeah this would be akinar oh, so side. you go into akinar's bedroom it's all traps he's, he's a sadist man he's just like <laughs> and there's four buttons for switching what talking head is over <laughs> you can get different messages yeah which back in the day, these are all important. Yeah. No, they're. Not I mean, even the last one is a is a joke, isn't it? It's his, yeah. it's his brother being like, "Hey, I found your stupid message machine, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you idiot." <laughs> but as always, you need to grab the blue page. Yes. And this is something that I will never get over. Get oh. the blue page. You can't take the red page too. No. Choose one. Yes. Go back, then come back again. Do it all again. Yep. Well, not you have to do it. Do you have to do it all again from scratch? I don't think you do for this one. I think that this one is already set up again, so you just have to run through it and grab everything. I think you can. Yeah. I mean, once everything's done, it doesn't reset once you leave. No, no, no. But for the 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 the, the cell the cell age, you have to go through the whole thing again, don't you? So. Some stuff. So with this one, it's not as big a deal, especially because leaving this one is pretty easy. Yeah. You just need to go back to the other elevator mm-hmm. that you probably took by mistake early on like I did. I did. This is the first one I took. Saw the missed book and went, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Mm. <laughs> but I do think this is one of the easier worlds to get in and out of. Yeah. And so this would be a much better one to start off with, mm-hmm. whereas I start off in the rocket this time. So oh. we, we will <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to that. 
But basically, you're going to see, as we're going to in each age, the brothers have a room in every place, and you get to see the weird, violent tendencies of the one and the seeking royalty and power of the other. Yeah. The other bedroom looks like this really nice bedroom. Mm. <laughs> and that's pretty much what's in it. But they all have these really interesting things. Part of what made Mist work, I think, were the little details they put in. For this one, that hologram image talking to you over a trap that snaps shut. Yeah. <laughs> and other things that would just change. Like on the one desk, there's the the black ball on top of the silver spire. Oh, it's not it's not yeah. in this world, it's a different age, but yeah. you press on it and the the spire part just It opens into four, doesn't it? And it kind of dances down, lowers the ball, and then goes back up again. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's so many little things like that. The skull hologram that you can change to a flower and back yeah. again, the little globes that when you click on them they spin and turn different colors. Mm -hmm. Those things are what made the world very interesting to walk through. It's not enough that it looks good. Mm -hmm. There are little things to play with, little toys. The yeah. In the mechanical age, I think it is, where the, <laughs> there's a music box with a snake that pops out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can, you can overwind it and break it. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the one that I always remembered was the flower skull thing. I thought that was really smart and well done. I think that's it for Channel Wood. That's right? it for Channel Wood. Channel Wood is really simple, but yeah. One thing, again, that I'll just, just to cut to the, the, the newer version as well. In, in the new version, they have a day and night sequence as well. So if you wait long enough, the moon will, eventually the sun will go down, the moon will rise, and you can see all of Channel Wood at night. It's all fireflies and stuff. It's amazing. Um, and when it goes back into dawn, the sun kind of cracks through the trees and stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, uh, if you like screenshots, then that's probably your age. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next stage? Well, the next stage, well, let's do, um, let's just get out of the way. The Selenitic Age. Is that the rocket ship? That's the rocket ship. All right. So to do the rocket ship, you have to figure out the generator. Yep. 59. There is the piano puzzle. Yeah. So when you get inside, you have to... <laughs> Listen to it on the screen, turn around, go around, find the right key, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Play the tune, yeah. I'm terrible at these. Give me sheet music and I can do it. But have me listen to a note and try to guess okay. the oh, note. That, that's a D sharp. I am terrible at these puzzles. I can get close, but close doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. What I did... As I said, I'm not messing about. I know I'm terrible at these puzzles. And the way they've set it up is not the best. It's not like I can be on the same card, click the note, and also click the piano key, and then match it and go, no, that's too high. Mm. Let me go lower. That's what I need for this kind of puzzle. Mm -hmm. Didn't get that here. So what I did is I found the walkthrough, and they highlighted the keys this is number one this is number two okay now that's still i guess i could have done it that way but what i did was i looked at it and well what you're trying to do is you're 
you're trying to raise and lower the bar to match the piano key, right? Yeah. So what I did is I counted the keys mm -hmm. and I raised it very slowly one by one to match the number that it should be. Yeah. Well, that's that there because that's it. You're going note by note. That would be exactly the same thing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, <laughs> I only kind of thought of it once I looked at the walkthrough and went, oh, wait, actually, I could do it this way. Yeah. Because there's no, the puzzle's backwards <laughs> to me. <laughs> The puzzle is backwards. You should have to do something to set the graph up to be right and then find the right key on the piano. Because, because okay. the graph, super tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not a thing where we've got five notes. Mm. This is a thing where we have two like, octaves yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a ridiculous number of keys to be messing with. And on that graph as I'm scrolling up using my, my mouse scroll. Because it's on a slider as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Each increment. If it just had it digital, like one, two, three, four, five, like that. Or if I could just write in the number that matches or write in <laughs> right. the note, if I could tell it what I want, but to have to go little bit by little bit. Oh, wait, did I accidentally go two on yeah. that one or one? Oh, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. I can't remember. Does it reset if you get it wrong as well, or does it stay there and then you can just fine tune the one that you, the one note or two notes that were out of place? I think you can. Okay, yeah, that would be really rough if it reset the whole thing every time. I will say though, I don't like this puzzle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never liked this. No puzzle. one. It's, it's really, yeah, it's it's a universal thing. Like people still put these in their games. Yeah, <laughs> but no one likes them. My friends, I liked it, but. Um, my friends I was playing with in high school, we had been in choir, we had been in band. <laughs> right. We could read music, mm -hmm. give us that, we'll have it done in a heartbeat. But this thing? Oh. <laughs> I think this is probably one of those things that my friend must have done while we weren't there. Yeah. Playing around with it until she got it right. Right, right. But that leads us into the next age, which again is all about sound. And this age took me a long time. To complete. <laughs> and not just because of the stupid train ride, um, but because of this part where you're like, how do I write down the symbol for uh, what sounds like a scarf flapping in the wind? You know? <laughs> like, that's, that's so, that's, yeah, it's like trying to write down names of sounds is harder than you think. <laughs> And again, this one's a little bit vague as to what you're doing for a while. But in the end, I like this one. Yeah, I like it too. I like this puzzle. I think it works. Yeah, because I've got, I've got like, heat out of the fissure. I just have, like, water, crystal, heat, like, all these different sounds. Um, There's fire in the one. You've got wind blowing through the like rock formations hole. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It makes a sort of mystic wind chimes yeah that's right that's right yeah but this the, the selenitic age is, is interesting because there are no brothers rooms here and that's the only age that doesn't have brothers rooms and i think from what i can gather from the text and what i've read is there were no people here to enslave and there was nothing that they dug and they mined it and they couldn't find anything of value so they abandoned it um which is why there's that 
underground mining thing, that underground mining track, is they were looking for stuff, you know? And as far as I can tell, there's nothing of value here. So that's why there's no rooms. They never set up shop here. They just abandoned it. All right. I like this puzzle. Again, like I said, it was a bit vague as to what I was doing. You have to go and you have to turn the satellites. To exactly. Yeah, like degrees on a, on a clock kind of thing. To find the sound. But then once you start to understand what you're doing, this is a great puzzle for the aha moment. Of, mm. I see what it's doing now. And now that I've got it, it's still a pain. I still have to walk around doing it. But once you figure it out, you're like, okay, I've yeah. got it. The door, it's a sound code. You have to get it in the right orders. You have to get it to match. So once you start to understand what the symbols mean and in your head can match those to the sound you want and put those in order, it does all start to come together in a very nice way. But yes, this is going to lead to maybe the worst puzzle of the game. So um, the railroad puzzle. Robin, even Robin, Robin Miller, when he he gave a conference, uh, he he came to talk about Mist, um, and he, his his answer was, "We failed." Like he said, he says we failed. That's the worst puzzle in the game. But they they invested so much time and energy and graphics into it. They were like, "I'm sorry, guys. We just had to leave it there, and that's it." So, uh, um, yeah, it was just an idea that got completely out of hand, but then they, they'd, they'd committed to it so they couldn't take it out. <laughs> like, this is going to annoy a lot of people, guys, but, yeah. And it was, man, that puzzle. Oh, my God. Insane. I, I just find it so frustrating that they couldn't think of a way to fix it, to make it work. There had to have been an easier way to do this and they... to speed it up. For one thing... Get rid of the eight directions and just make it four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think their original idea was we're going to have a, a, a maze, right? We're mm -hmm. going to have a maze. Which it is. Yep. And then we're going to have a, you walking through the maze. But they're like, but they, for some reason, they never really, he, he never really explained it at the conference. They didn't, probably didn't have time to get into it. But for some reason, they just couldn't get it to work. And mm -hmm. I think... The reason they couldn't get it to work was because of the eight direction thing. Because probably if you're moving, you could only move on that grid. But when you animate it, then you can put it onto a new card that's in like northwest and southeast and whatever. And then, so that was that was where they got the idea. Okay, we'll put it on rails and then we'll do that. And then they just did it. But yeah, I mean, what a bizarre way to make a maze. <laughs> I mean... And it's just so slow and so cumbersome to get through. It's slow and going from rail to rail takes time, switching lanes. If you make a mistake, you're pretty much boned because there's no way to reset it as far as I know. You can go back a step. So you can oh, there's an undo button. That's right. Yeah. You can you can undo all the way back to the start, can't you? Can. you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but you're in the dark in a maze... And pretty much everything looks the same, except when you're animating through it. Right. And so they're like, well, how do you know where you're going? I know. Weird sounds at junctions. Which two of them <laughs> are very similar and make it very difficult to figure out. So I came up with this, and I'm sure I'll, I'll really want to see your map on this as well. But I came up with a, an idea for all the sounds, right? So where do we start? We start, mm -hmm. I think we start here. Because I had no idea how far away it's going to go. So I'm, yeah. I've got things like watery fart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Alright. Right. Watery fart. Yes. Bink. Yeah. Gas valve release. Okay. Short twang. Long yeah. twang. Yeah. And then it gets even worse because you get two sounds. You got a bink and a gas valve or, yes. or a bink plus watery fart. And okay, yeah, I don't know why you chose those <laughs> because that's so, what it sounds like. It's like north. <laughs> it's not what it sounds like. North is a ding. South is a cowbell. Uh, oh, cowbell! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's east. Do you remember those old doorstops that were on springs? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very much what that sounded. If you would fling that, right, right, that's right. what that sounded to me. And the other one. It was just a weird, like, rattle. I wasn't quite sure what to place mm -hmm. with that one. That's probably your fart one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the map I eventually started to make. Um, this is after I thought, I can do it. I can do it without a map for, like, uh... an hour or two hours. <laughs> and then went, no, I'm going to have to do a map. And I was pretty good at the beginning. And then you start to get to a point where it's like, wait a second. Have I already been here? Yeah, am I going through can, it? Can I do a circle and end up back where I was. So I think I was actually very close because I think me coming, I basically made it the point where you have to go a circle. You kind of make a, a spiral around. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Got, yours, this is mine. Yeah. We go yeah you spiral around, you come back around further and then you kind of go back in towards the center again. And I think I was very close, but you can hit so many dead ends that I yes. just started to lose patience. I knew the sounds must be important, but I couldn't quite figure them out. And I will say this. I think that what they tried to do, looking at it from a perspective of now I know the answer, I can start to see what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. You start to get, okay, you go north and you hear that sound. Mm -hmm. And then north and you hear that sound. Okay. So they're telling you this is the direction to go. But... I took that as a ding is the right sound, mm -hmm. not ding is north. So it's very easy to confuse uh, what right. do the sounds actually mean. Mm. I thought this, the sounds were just like indicators of which junction you were at. I think, that, I think that's what they are. No. The sounds tell you which direction to go next. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. So they start to close off things. Yeah, because I've got bits here where there's no sound, no sound. So th those are your dead ends. Basically, they're not dead ends. They're just like no sound. So you shouldn't be going that direction at all. No, no. You should get a sound when you arrive. So, oh, yeah. But there's, there's places on the map that have no sound. Yeah, those are probably dead ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what they tried to do, from what I understand, is they started to say, okay, yes, north, yes, north, yes, and then east and give you a new sound. Mm -hmm. and so you should start to put it together. Oh, this sound means this direction. But I wasn't sure, did it mean just this is a different station? Did it mean... Like, I just couldn't quite understand what it mm -hmm. meant. Looking back at it, knowing the answer, now, once I have the sounds in my head again, I can do this without even looking at the map now. Right, okay, so then... That's that's odd because I then I've solved it completely wrong. The two sounds together, that if they give you a south and an east sound, you're supposed to go southeast. So even after all this time, well, you still didn't quite understand. Because, that makes sense because yeah, because here's my southeast one with with two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that, dear listener, says really something about 
the confusement of this puzzle and how how confounding it can be to even somebody who's played every version of it so, I, so many times. So, and and uh, even my first map was like this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because I did it that way before that I did it again. Because mm-hmm. I don't have, I definitely don't have my original map. But yeah, I just went through it getting to a point where I could keep going. And then where I didn't get to a dead end. And if I did get to a dead end, I just went back. And then I, I searched every one of these arrows means I went down here. So mm-hmm. I, I explored all of these, everything. See, I, I didn't explore as much. I I was writing down all the possibilities. And I think that that's where I just got to a point where I went, there are way too many possibilities. I could be spending days down here. and I Or years, I like me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you say years, <laughs> but you've admitted to me off air that you would try this for a few days and then give up and then come back next month (laughs) and try for a few days and come back next month but so 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 the the ding sound the bink thing that's north and then like the gas valve is it must be gas valve must be east then like that 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 like releasing the steam i don't know because that must be east and gas valve. yeah that makes sense because it's like east gas valve again east and Mm -hmm. we've got the twang twang and we've got the, the, the fart sounds. And then, yeah. I went to the walkthrough oh. just expecting a map and trying to have to figure it out. Right. But I also read the section where it explained the puzzle because it bothered me. This puzzle should have an answer. And so once I read that and went, okay, now I understand it better. It makes more sense. Plus, if you had gone through the mechanical age first, they use the same sounds for the different directions in the mechanical age. Yeah. I thought it was just them saving money on sounds, <laughs> just recycling sounds. It's actually more thought put into it than that. Right. They've actually made it the same sounds. And that's where one of the, <laughs> the Reddit threads I found raging against this puzzle. Right. Some of the commenters were saying, oh, I didn't even think about going to that age first. I always went to mechanical age first. Uh-huh. And so I learned the sounds from the mechanical age. And then was able to put it together. Wow. And 30 years later, here's me. Still had no clue. <laughs> I, and I, <clears throat> I wouldn't have known about that. That's, that is cool to know. Run it through again. I'll, that means, I, that, yeah, so, so, so you're right. Yeah, that's why you don't even, even for me, because I was like, of course I forgot the, the blue page. So then I had to go back and you have to go do the mine thing again. I had to follow this map because I didn't know. I was just like following this yeah, but if you just write down this is north, this is south, this is this is west, you don't even need a map. Yeah, so it's actually one of the easiest puzzles in the game. Once you know, once what you it's know, doing. once you know the answer, that's insane. Mind blown. Okay, learn a new thing every day. However, still time-consuming, kind of a pain to have to go back for your second page. Yes. <laughs> Next stage. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 observatory is the place that I. Reminds me of that room. We spoke about it when we talked about the room. Mm-hmm. This is what I reminded me of Mist. Okay. Do you get what I'm talking about I now? I do yeah? now. So the Stone Ship Age starts in the observatory. You have to match the dates to get these constellations. And the UI for this is a bit awkward. It's very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Click up and it will jump a seemingly random amount of time, Mm -hmm. years, days, and hours. Minutes, yeah, everything. (laughs) 
But then there's a fine-tuning thing, which took me a while to figure out. And even then, there's definitely one of them that I I don't think that that matches the book. Yeah, because the book, I the second time I played it, I just got these, and then I remembered it triggered a memory, so I didn't even have to go back to the library to look at the book. I've forgotten that... It actually showed you the pictures of the constellations in one oh, of the were books. Were you trying to guess what the constellations were here then? No, no, no. I just I just wrote these down because yeah. once I had them, I was like, oh, I know. That's the maple leaf and that's the snake and that's the that's the other thing. I, and that... <laughs> that's impressive because I look at that, I still see dots. Yeah. Well, but I remember, yeah, just it was just muscle memory. But the first time I remember that there was a book there that showed you all the pictures of them and it wasn't until... I was looking for the burnt book to find the code for the fireplace. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a book here that t- told me how to do that. I just did it randomly again. But, yeah, so then you go, you get those constellations, and then you just click on the pillars, and then... That part's easy, but matching the constellations, I still say, yeah. is a bit tricky. But also, in the old system with mm-hmm. the cards, it <laughs> there are four, but there's always one on each side, which is a bit awkward to get right, to. Right, right, yeah. Click to. And then... I'm assuming green is right, but is red right? That's right, and yeah. it started off as gold, and can I make it go back to gold? And, <laughs> <laughs> but you get to see the ship rise, and that's yeah. one of the greatest things. The model of the ship rise. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, is that it? And then it's not until you look around the corner, and you're like, whoa, it's like the Goonies. The boat's risen out of the water. I think we knew. <laughs> we were so excited we saw the smaller one because we mm. knew then that would be the bigger one so you go there you go into the ship and you teleport into what's this a stone ship okay stone or ship. or you don't go in there and then you mess around up the rigging and then in the re- in the not in the old version okay but in the real mist you can uh, and only in real mist i think you can climb up the rigging okay you get into the crow's nest and then there's a picture of um, Adam from Mythbusters. <laughs> okay. Because Adam from Mythbusters designed the Riven knife for the next game. Okay. And he made like a giant one for their office and stuff like that. You'll know. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see this knife. It's a really. It's like the icon of of Riven, basically. So he's like etched into the wood in the crow's nest, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. This is probably this. This. Again, as, as an age from my first playthrough that I remember really, really, really stumped me. Yeah. I don't think I was as stumped. I think what stumped me was finding stuff in this one mm-hmm. more than anything. I love the chest puzzle. That's a great puzzle. That's just simple, semi-obvious, but it... Don't forget to close the valve. Yeah. You know, that's... But that's important. The yeah. order of operations is important, but that works very well. <laughs> you don't you get a key or something and it doesn't fit oh the key is chained down so it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit the overhead one it's so frustrating yeah. <laughs> where are the bolt cutters yeah exactly yeah but no you need the key to go into this chest that's floated so that you can get inside to get to get another key. key yeah a key to get a key <laughs> i like that the pumps is pretty obvious what they're doing i mean not at first you could tell they're pumping something mm. but then you have to walk around to Find see out. what they're doing but <laughs> the first tunnel 
into, I think it's Sirius's bedroom. Really easy to spot. The other one, I walked by it a hundred times. (laughs) There must be another one, but I couldn't find it. And it's so time consuming too. Some of the go get the pump working, go... Go crank crank up up the battery again. (laughs) Thankfully, they've made that easier as well in the newer version. Take too long, and the power goes out, so you have to go back to pump. (laughs) Or press press the wrong button, and it just completely drains the battery completely. (laughs) Go back. But yeah, finding, getting the power on. I mean, that is the puzzle, isn't it? That is the actual puzzle of the game, is getting the power on. And you got to do that. You have to go... To get the hint for it, you've got to go up the rock to the telescope and you can point it at the lighthouse and then that's like 135 degrees. And so you have to go to that thing and then you've got like, I don't know, 5,000 buttons. Well, you know, but I don't know how many buttons there are. 30, 40? There is. I wrote it down somewhere. It's a lot. It's, okay, so, I mean... As always, like, the areas look beautiful. This one, it does look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the What he is talking about is you get, once you've kind of solved everything, you look at the rooms, each room has something interesting to look through. Mm-hmm. But there is a secret room in between the boys' bedrooms, basically, yeah. that took forever for me to find, even after I think you maybe told me or I looked it up on a walkthrough Oh, there's a hidden door. Mm. <laughs> it took me forever to find. And I had tried. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and clicking it had either moved me further down the stairs or had done nothing. Right. You have to click it in just the right spot. Oh, I have to crawl through this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you get in there and then there's the 360 degrees. I forget exactly how many buttons. 32. 32 I wrote it down. Right. So three, <laughs> the math for this one, I was like, oh, I got it. But looking at the walkthrough later, like, what's the what's the answer? What should I have done instead of just kind of guessing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a math, 360 degrees divided by 32 buttons times 135. Mm-hmm. The degree from the telescope gives you 12. So 12 buttons down from yeah. north. So from north right, to okay. I didn't do it that way. No, no way. I <laughs> no, I just guessed that's about 135, and then I clicked it and meh, meh. Okay, go and reset the power. It'll be the next one down. Click. Meh, meh. Oh, no. I've got to be getting close. Yeah, getting closer. I think maybe after three or four tries, <laughs> I got it. it was like, or, or, I, or I kept on going and I got to 180. And I'm like, well, oh, it's one back <laughs> from where I started roughly. Yeah, okay, it's that one, right. <laughs> I just put... This whole math equation here has put, wow. (laughs) No way I would have done that math or figure that out. No. That's a bit convoluted. You and I both just pushed our way through. And I was just laughing when I saw that this is how you're supposed to solve it. (laughs) My math challenged friend who loves puzzles. I'm sure to not do it this way. No, no, no. I I just guessed roughly where 135 was. I knew it was between 90 and 180. <laughs> and I went for it. Yeah. And then we had to do that again twice to get the two pages and go yeah. back. Yeah, th- this age is just... I, 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 
yeah, Mist is magical and stuff like that. But this was one of the ages where I feel like they didn't think it through. Because it's like, well, how does the book appear? Magic. It just like, out of the desk, you know, the the, 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 the linking book. You know, in Channelwood, it's just sitting in a little straw hut. In Mechanical Age, it's under a panel. Everything is there. But in this one, it's like, because you can go into this room, you can drain this room, you can go down, it's pitch black, you can't see anything, but you know there's a table there. You can you you can look at it, so you know it's there. But then when you when you go to it, it just kind of it's almost like the Terminator Two, just like <laughs> it just like appears out of these nanobots. I think they just wanted it to look cool. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but instead for me, it's just like this is the one room that just sticks out as not very missed. You know, it's like yeah. Everything in Mister was always about gadgets and gear and 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 technology. This is like yeah, total magic. Just bloop, there it is. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think that takes us then to the mechanical age. That does take us to the mechanical age then, which stumped me for a while. You had to hint me like, don't you have a time from somewhere? I'm like, no, I don't have a time from somewhere. Of course I did. <laughs> I had it written down from. Ages ago, when I first went into the tower, what was it one twenty or something like that? Two two forty something like it's that. It's a very specific time. I had it written down. Oh, it's here. Uh, yeah, two forty. Two forty. The the hint is it's the key uh, symbol, and it says two forty two two one. So that was pretty easy to do once I figured it out. That raises the gears out so you can walk across. Turn on the last switch. Yep. That you were missing, and yeah, do do those two things. With the clock tower, so you've already used the clock to get in, the clock time, and the 221 inside, so that now the giant gear will move and you can get into there. I, lo I love with the elevator, and then when you realize, oh, I've got to push the button and get out, and then it will lower the thing down. But that is hard because it's not, again, it's not digital, it's all analog. And so you're guessing, is this the amount? If I let it go and it kind of spins slowly but into place, it's like, is that 90 degrees? Is that facing east or west or whatever? You have to feel it out. Though I think, did you find the simulator? Yeah, I found the simulator, yeah. yeah. So I think that it does, if you get it close, it does sort of help. It will give you it, yeah. Yeah, it will round up to mm -hmm. the next part. Yeah. Without that, it would be nearly impossible. Mm. But again, those sounds. Now, now that I, now that I know, it, yeah. Now that I already knew it because I looked up the walkthrough for the other one. Right. I was like, okay, yeah, I do hear these sounds, and I do have a better idea of what's going on here. Right. So yeah, you're moving the whole tower. The elevator, realizing that there are even that there are controls on top yeah, of the you elevator. You can't look up. Yeah, yeah. If you don't look up, you miss it. Yeah. I suspect that my subconscious remembered that because it didn't take me very long to figure that out. Yeah. And I suspect that it would have normally. Because <laughs> I mean, even even if you're in the elevator and you press the middle button, you get the alarm, did, 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 and then, then then the doors close, and then you go down onto this nothing floor. You can't mm -hmm. get out. You got to go back up again to get out. So it's like, yeah, you would know. Okay, there's something weird going on here. And then, yeah, I mean, you've got to power up the elevator. You've got to do all of that stuff, and then right, yeah. rotate it around so that you can get to each different section to get the symbols for the thing at the very beginning where you first entered into the mechanical world to yep. enter that so that you can go down. I forget what's, is it just the book down there? Underneath is the, that's when the stairs go down. It's like a platform 
lowers and the stairs down. That's to get the elevator running. That that's how you you have, because the door for the elevator is around, so you have to rotate the thing so that the door for the elevator opens. But the the puzzle bits, the, these glyph things that you got to put in, that just opens a panel, and then the book, the linking book is in there. Okay. Because then all you got to do is go in and get the red and blue pages from. Cirrus's and Akinar's Which, secret room. Again, I had to walk through to find out because they were hard to find. That, yeah. That's pixel hunting uh, because yeah, they're they're basically little panels behind each of their thrones. Yeah, and that takes us to the main part of the game. Mm. Now, if you've really looked as we have, you found the two halves of the page that give you the instructions to what you really want to do. Oh yeah, but that's of right. course, that's not what you want to do first because you want to see the bad endings first. Yeah, um, hang on a second, let me just... Uh, Five hours later. Uh, it says, what is it? It says, the vault is located in very plain view on the Island of Mist, and access can be achieved um, easily if the simple instructions are followed. First, locate each of the marker switches on the island, turn every one of these switches to the on position, then go to the dock, and as a final step, turn the marker switch to the off position. Which gives you the white page. The white page. page, that's right. And... I. And then I wrote down, white page. I totally do not remember what this is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what you need to do... Well, and now I'm wondering if we did that as well. Because I suspect I got what I found out now is the third bad ending. So, mm -hmm. we're getting into the endings now. Mm -hmm. Fill up the red pages. Yep. He says, oh, go to this book. Look up this certain number and 158. Yep, 158. Go to the fireplace, enter that code, boom, you get to the other side. Don't mess with my brother's page. Don't look in the green book. That's a trap. That's how I got in here. Mm. Just bring me the last red page. Bring in the last red page. Of course, you swap places. Yeah, fool. <laughs> now I'm stuck in the book. Same thing if you do the blue page. Yeah. The white page, however, is to go see their dad. Yes. And when we're looking at, is it Atris? Atris, yep. Yeah. So if you go in without the white page, he just says, well, now you're stuck here with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably the ending we got the first time. Okay. Yeah, because he tells you, well, I mean, he does tell you, don't come in here until you found the white page. Right. So there's four endings, actually, then, yeah. If you do take the white page, he says, well, now I've got a tough decision to make. He makes it. He disappears. Yeah. Reappears and just starts writing again. You get yep. to leave and you see that the books are burnt. The red and book. They're just the red book and the blue book are burnt. They're gone. That's pretty savage. Like <laughs> his own sons are basically trapped forever now. But from the story, you had. Both sons, one who is going through and killing everyone, yep. and one who is trying to rule everyone, and we saw the way they were acting, neither one seems trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, when you think about it, I mean, the power that these people wield is godlike, you know? I mean, they can write books that will pop into existence with real people, real consequences, and, you know, it's when you actually sit down and think about it, these people are gods, right? And, yeah, Atris is a very nice god. 
uh, although we don't really get to know him that well in this in this uh, this this uh, do we this get game. to know him more in the other games? Yeah, or is it just through the books that you've really learned? About? Um, you'll get to know more about him because he he he's in all the other games, um, and you get to deal with some of his enemies as well. So it's like he's got this power. Uh, he's 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 part of a special race of people who have this technology where they in special inks and the book goes into real detail about how they create these books and the magic behind it but basically he learned this from his how to do this from his grandfather and his grandfather is not a nice person either but Atris seems to be the only one that is kind and wants to make ages where people don't suffer and he's not just making them for science experiments and to plunder them basically which is what everyone else seems to be doing so actually Atris is the odd one out, right? So, um, Cirrus and Akinar are pretty much on point for this race of people. Um, but that's a whole other story we can get into once we play Riven. Okay. <laughs> and I think we probably will at some point. I hope so, because... I have it in my library now. I've been sitting on it for not that long. I think it was only recently that I said, all right, I'll mm -hmm. commit to getting the masterpiece and getting Riven and... We'll at least do those at some point. Yeah, because if I've, if if I can say anything to Team Cyan, they're not they're not listening. They might be, but enough with the Mist games. Stop remaking Mist, please, please remake Riven. But that might not happen because there's already a bunch of people who are working on a Riven remake, but it's taking a long time. And I'm I'm scared that Team Cyan might be like, well. Someone else is taking care of it, and they're doing a really good job, so we're not going to bother. We're going to release the 30th year anniversary of Mist <laughs> again, now in Technicolor or whatever. What were you, what were you saying? Uh, I'll cut all that. Um, <laughs> Does it really need an update? Does Riven yeah, still work on the old card system? It does, but Riven is... Riven, even back in the day, Riven was a little bit different in that it was still a hypercard system, but you could pan around in each card. Okay, that will make it much easier, right. I think. Or, or in some of them, you can pan around. There's a lot more FMV um, and, and like, baked into the environment kind of stuff. There's, there's like, animals and stuff like that. There's a lot... Puzzles are insanely difficult for Riven. They're really, really hard. It's a good thing I gonna play it now in the modern age yeah <laughs> where i've got my friend who's already played it multiple well, times yeah because this is the game that i have completed and i can run through this blindfolded so yeah if you need any help like don't look at a walkthrough just ask me for a nudge and I'll, I'll, I'll know exactly what you're talking about like oh i'm stuck in this brick okay it's been a great nostalgia trip to go back it's great to see that honestly in many ways visually the game holds up it does. It does. I mean, it's they they really chose good. an aesthetic that works very well. Yeah, that seems a bit timeless. The FMV is grainy, but it works for what it's doing. I really like the way that the whole look of the game, the sounds. The did you ever notice that some of the? Well, you wouldn't in the more recent versions. Some of the sounds seem to be a bit delayed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you shut the door, and it's not bad yeah back in the early to mid 90s it would have been fine but by today's standards that's quite a lag in this <laughs> <laughs> i've become spoiled right, since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah but it all works to create 
a very interesting world, which is one that, you know, even today, if I met somebody and they said, oh, yeah, I've played Myst, there's a connection there. There's something about people who have played Myst, who've enjoyed it and its world. And that's why I think they can get away with making so many versions of the same game because it was something magical then and it's still something magical to people who find it now. Yeah, yeah, it's aged. It 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 has aged well. IGN actually, they are wrong. Like they they <laughs> in general or in one particular instance. Uh, oh, definitely in this instance where they went back and they re reviewed Mist in like sometime in two thousand. No, this game has aged poorly, and I completely disagree. I think that's just them trying to get clicks, rage clicks from Mist fans. Or, or you know, edgy clicks from other people because it has not aged badly. Yeah, it's like you said, it's grainy, but yeah, it just looks amazing and it feels amazing. And to think, here's the one thing we didn't talk about. Well, minus the sound lagging, is the soundtrack, right? Can you imagine that Robin Miller is a musician, and he himself said, "Now nah, we don't want to add music to this game," and it wasn't until the publisher said, "Look." It's a bit dry. You can, you're going to add some sounds in music, right? And they're like, all right, we'll mess around with it. So so Robin made the soundtrack and then it's like, that's iconic, that, that the echoey, ding, 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 ding. You know, that is just like, that is missing that, that weird flute or whatever they play, uh, like the synthesizer flute kind of thing. It's it's an iconic soundtrack that's lasted. And when you play a, a sound from Mist, it, it rings a bell in someone that's played it in their mind you know i can't i cannot imagine this game without music to be honest because the music always comes in on point as well when you discover something or or if, if you've wandered around for a long enough time it'll come in with a different kind of music it, it seems to know certainly knows what i'm feeling it's weird it, it it's it's done well oh yeah this is another thing that um that robin miller said at this at this uh, convention thing he said, they didn't actually create Myst as a puzzle game. It was supposed to be easy, to which I spat my drink out, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they released this game thinking it was easy. Um, yeah, that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, and here's something interesting as well. We've talked about this in this podcast today, and we've talked about it in the past and for other games as well, but co-op playing and playing with friends around a table not not online, but just like in the old days how we used to gather around because not everyone was rich and could afford a PC. And it's what is interesting is that is how they playtested this game is they didn't do... I think they did ask some people in to come and play alone, but they originally... The, the main playtesting that they did was they got groups of people in to sit around one computer together and they found out that that was... Um, it wasn't a single player experience. For, uh, you know, they, they did it in twos, I think. And so the, the two, what they noticed is that people would talk about it and they would discuss and they discovered a lot of stuff um, uh, that was wrong with the game. And it, what we've talked about today, but with hitboxes and stuff, like you click here, it's like, I want to go there. But if you click off of it, it takes you off on another place. And so they discovered a lot of bugs and th and, and things when they playtested it with groups of people. Like, why can't I do this? And talking to each other, which was ideally how they wanted the experience to be. 
But nowadays it's like, no, sell more units. You know, we want everyone to buy a copy, not have one copy played by four people at the same time. They blasted all that money. They got all that money. And then they were like, yeah, man, we can do whatever we want. And so I think after the game, that was when the book came out. And then after the book, then Riven came out. And yeah, uh, I can't wait to play Riven. Because <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. I've been begging you to play Mist for, I don't know, well, as long as this podcast is old. And the thing is, he's not been begging me to play Mist. He's been begging me to play Riven. And I say, I'm not playing Riven until I play Mist. <laughs> and we've kind of like dragging our feet on Mist. <laughs> because every every kind of gaming podcast seems to have covered Mist at some point. But yeah. Here we are. We wanted to do it too. Not a lot I've done Riven. I can't find a lot of stuff on Riven. So I'd be really interested in doing Riven. Uh, yeah, so the one thing we didn't talk about was Pist, which is P-Y-S-T. And that's just like the kind of, I don't know what you would call it. It's like the naked gun of Mist. It's a parody. Yeah, parody. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Weirdly, it's got John Goodman in it. And he is like King Mist or something like that. I can't remember. But the game, aesthetically, is like, it's almost like they took all the graphics from the game and then they destroyed them. And so it's like, you come to Mist Island, there's cigarette butts everywhere, empty beer cans. Up by the observatory, there's a trailer park. <laughs> and the rocket is like all hanging off the side of the cliff thing. There's like, off the nose of the rocket, you know, there's like that, that like little needle someone's attached like a washing line so there's like washing hanging out to dry but it's basically an hour long game just making fun of mist um and i think it's widely received as trash because it's all voice acting uh and nothing else it's just like people people reading postcards and it's just it is quite funny but it's uh, it's not really a game. If I bought it, I'd be like, "There's not even any. There's no puzzles in it, and it's only Mist Island." <laughs> and so we won't be playing this for a future episode. No, I don't. I, I don't think so. You can you can look it up on YouTube. I think they've got a walkthrough. But basically, yeah, it's pretty funny because what's it called? Like the, the beginning, where the sunken ship is, when you go down into the the pool area. Yeah, you can go down there, and then there's some messages from people on on that screen. And there's like, there's a big bong as well. <laughs> you can just like take a puff out of that. Um, and basically you go around until you find the log cabin. And inside the log cabin, there is John Goodman naked in a hot tub. <laughs> so if you want to see John Goodman wearing a crown naked in a hot tub, go and play Pissed. If you can find it. I, don't, I, I doubt very much that you can even get it anymore. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. But that, that just shows you... If someone's willing to make a parody of your game, you must be doing something right. I apologise if this sounds tacked on, because it is. This is just me, Darren, with some information for the giveaway that we promised at the start of the podcast. If you've stuck around for this long and you've never played Myst or any of the other Myst games, or if you'd just like to gift them to a friend, then you can enter this draw and you can win a copy of any game from the entire Myst series. This is a series really near and dear to my heart, so I'd really love to see more people play this game or give someone a chance to relive it again if, they've not, if they don't own it, but they played it way back in the day kind of thing. Um, 
The Mist games are that we're giving away are Mist Masterpiece Edition, Real Mist Masterpiece Edition, Riven, the sequel to Mist, my personal favourite, Mist 3, Exile, Mist 4, Revelation, Mist 5, End of Ages, and the Uru Complete Chronicles. So there's a few steps to enter the draw. We're not going to beg you for likes and subscribes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok because, well, we don't use 75% of that anyway, so don't worry about that. Here's how you can enter, though. State the games that you want to win individually. Um, if you want to try for the whole set, you can. Just type that in um, when you enter the draw. Um, but if you already own some of the games, or you own maybe, maybe the first three, but you want to complete the collection, you can enter for the last two. So here's how, here's how you enter. There's three ways. One, you can send an email to us at fillinginthegapspodcast at gmail.com. You can drop us a comment on the YouTube page for this missed video, or you can go to our Steam group, Filling in the Gaps, and leave a comment there. Just state the game that you want. We'll put everyone into a draw, and then we'll announce the winners fairly soon, I hope. So thank you again for listening and for being a part of this podcast. Cheers.